0: Welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter, a hairstylist-adjacent podcast where each week, two friends who happen to be hairstylists break down our week in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden, joined by my lovely co-host...
1: Anna Schrader. And today, we're talking about communication.
0: Ooh. Everyone's favorite (laughs) topic.
1: (laughs) Yes. We're going to be relating it a lot to the consultation, and our clients.
0: Mm-hmm. So we like to start each week on our podcast here building, as Anna calls it, our beautiful bouquet of roses and thorns and talk about a rose and thorn that we have uh, for our week. So Anna, I started last week, I believe. No, no,
1: no I started last week. It's your turn to go. Oh, first. it's my turn to <laughs> go
0: first. Okay. Well, my rose is that. I got my hair done this week.
1: It looks really good.
0: And my, I would say also I got to hang out with my friends this weekend. We thought that we were going to get snowed in. And so we came up with a great plan to just hoard ourselves in my house and get snowed in together and have like a little girls night sleepover and yeah so we didn't get snowed in so that is a rose uh so they were able to go go back home and we all had to work so uh I wouldn't call that a thorn though and my thorn hmm that it was cold this week Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a it's a trending thing for me that I just don't like the cold. And it's been you so- just
1: don't like the cold. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: a summer boy.
1: Oh. Well, it sounds like you had a really nice week. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I would say a rose would be my good friend Stephanie came to visit and she lives in Minneapolis, so she was here all weekend. And we got some good outdoor activity. We went snowboarding and skiing and snowshoeing. And also this week of work was, it was the first week back and it was great. It was so nice to see everyone. So that was a rose. Uh, it was longer hours than I'm used to. So um, it was, it was a little challenging. I feel like you have to kind of build up some stanima for that. Oh, you know, for sure. It was like only two hours longer each day. Oh yeah, this was
0: your first week on your new schedule, right?
1: Yes, yes. And um, it was great, but like I said, those extra two hours, your body is like done after eight hours. You're like, time to go home. And then it's like, (laughs) wait, two more haircuts? No. (laughs) (laughs) I still have another color? (laughs) Yeah, so that was a little challenging, but it was also really good. And also another rose would be that I... Uh, remember in the first episode when I said my new year's resolution was to do better but at like packing food Mm -hmm. I was sustained this week through the food that I packed and I actually was just in my kitchen making chili for this week so it's going to be another good week
0: oh I'm so happy that's awesome I also (laughs) I bought a kindle and I have read three books already bravo yes girl we've had a lot of snow days I've had a lot of time what books Oh, I'm really obsessed with this series by uh, I believe her name Sarah Moss, and it's M A A S, and it's called Court of Court of Thorns and Roses. And it's wow,
1: that's fitting about for
0: fairies.
1: <laughs> Literally, so fitting because we just went through our Thorns and Roses. Exactly. <laughs> that was not yeah, cute. So... I promise.
0: I'm really obsessed with the series. I have it linked in my, it's in my link tree. I was so obsessed with it. I was like, I need to tell more people about this.
1: Mm. Well, um, I am a listener. Like, that's why I love podcasts. So maybe I'll like listen to it on tape while I clean and do other things. I love
0: that you <laughs> cook? Said you would listen to it on tape.
1: On tape. <laughs> <laughs> Book on tape, you know
0: do they still do they still do that do they still put books on tape
1: oh I don't know I I hope so but I think about like audible
0: yeah I just think it's it's funny you said (laughs) book on tape
1: did you ever get an actual book on tape where it was like a full it looked like a VCR like a VHS thing but it was you opened it up and they were all cassette tapes
0: I never I never like owned one but I did I guess lend one from the library one time so today's topic is communication
1: yeah so how important would you say it is like how important is communication in our industry I mean
0: in every industry (laughs) it's everything in every aspect, aspect of your life
1: yeah people literally have majors for communication you can go to be a communication major
0: that's my fiancé, Bradley. That was his. That was his major in college was communications. That's what his degree is in.
1: Well, we should get him on, like as a co-host, <laughs> and interview him. Well, clearly this topic is very important because it's important for every industry and especially ours because we're dealing so closely with people and what they want.
0: Could you? Do you have in your mind? a time when maybe your communication wasn't all there in a, in a consultation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, the story ended horribly. Mm-hmm. I felt horrible and neither one of us were happy. And um, I will say in order to have good communication, that was one thing that I was um, reflecting on this week with the longer hours. Just with I feel like when I get tired towards the end of my day or if I'm just having a really long, exhausting day, my communication starts to fail. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if I'm not eating, if I haven't gotten enough sleep, if I've been working longer than I should, that's the first thing that goes is my communication. And um, so usually my stories of communication breakdowns, it's because... I was exhausted and I probably shouldn't have been doing hair at that time.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And
1: um, so it was this time where it was, do you want the example of the actual story?
0: Yeah, I, well, whenever I saw the Google doc, whenever you sent it over and I saw that the first bullet with how important is good communication and a consultation, I immediately thought of a story where I messed up. And I okay.
1: didn't
0: communicate. So I was wondering if you had an instance like that.
1: Well, I definitely have a couple instances like that, but um, both of them happen. <laughs> we happened. all have
0: them, and
1: yeah, we all do. And both of them, like the common th- thread, is I was tired, and I basically gave up. I felt like I didn't have um, control of my chair. I got really apathetic and I, this sounds really bad, but I did exactly what the client wanted. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking the time to talk about, okay, well, you know, with your hair texture, these layers are not going to look right. Or, mm-hmm. you, you know, with <laughs> what you're asking, I don't have enough time to do. So instead of just actually my taking problem, yeah. And what, actually, what actually taking the time, mm-hmm. I just I just did it. And then they were unhappy and I was unhappy and whatever. But please tell your story. I want to hear it.
0: Oh, <laughs> it was the same instance where I I believe I had overbooked myself, if I'm being honest. Um, Shocker. Right. And we're going to have an episode eventually about that. But I, I had overbooked myself. I did it to myself. I told... That people that I could do something that I probably shouldn't have said I could do and this client in particular had really fine hair and so in my mind I was like of course I can do this here with this amount of time when in reality what she wanted was a complete transformation that I should have said we need to rebook that transformation and maybe let's just do a style change today and move forward and it was the same instance where I gave the client exactly what she wanted but what she wanted and what she had said were not she didn't know how to speak hairdresser and I didn't break it down enough hmm And I
1: think that's a really key point that we're going to be talking about a little bit Mm -hmm. later is is people want different things than what they actually say. So um, that actually leads us into our next point. Is like, what do you do when people don't know what they want? And maybe they say it, but that's not actually what they want or what they want is different. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just so... This is when a very broad spectrum of communication comes into place because... We need to not we need to really dig deep and figure out what is it that they want, because sometimes it is different than what they say. Like, I have a client who she she has lovely hair. I love it. And but she's always every time she comes, she's like maybe every four to six weeks I see her. She sits down and she's never happy with it when she comes back. But when she leaves, she's like, I love it so much. She's so happy when she leaves. And then when she comes back, she's just like, oh. Oh, And I need you to
0: fix this.
1: Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so hard? It's so, like, crushing when people are like, you need to do something. And you're like, Mm
0: -hmm. okay. (laughs) Fine. I think it looks great, but
1: okay. (laughs) Yeah, she's so beautiful and sweet. I love this woman. Um, But she... Always says that she doesn't want like 80s or 70s, 80s hair, but that's exactly what she wants. And you know what? Like, I... That's exactly what she wants. So when I style it to look like very big, like huge hair feathered away from her face, she loves it. But like when she's telling me what she wants, she's like, I do not want fair faucet hair, but that's exactly what she wants.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what I found. And I can't blame her. Those
0: styles, like the Farrah Fawcett, the Bridget Bardot, the the, I can't think of any more right off the top of my head. But those styles are coming back. We're just Mm -hmm. styling them differently,
1: Mm -hmm. and we're using different tools. Yes, and um, but it's hard for like ladies who are maybe in their I don't know fifties or sixties because that they're struggling with that because you know but anyways so basically what it comes down to in those situations is you have to figure out you have to go deeper with the communication and and sometimes they're just they literally just want to change because they're going through a lot did you find that like post-covid there was everyone wanted to change everyone wanted to change and I really had to question I'm like okay All of these clients are taking like double the time because we're doing massive transformations, which is awesome. It makes our job amazing, doesn't it? We love transformation.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's the, yes,
1: but it does take longer. And I found that usually I kind of tied it to the fact that none of us have control in the last several years. None of us have had control.
0: And it's our
1: hair. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's the one thing we can control is our hair. And I love that. And it's so fun. And it's a really safe, safe way to express yourself and take control. And so sometimes that's what they're looking for is they just want to feel in control of their hair. So that's when we need to know their lifestyle. We need to know if they're going to be able to sustain this new style. And if not we can do drastic changes that are not going to be as high maintenance.
0: Right. Something that they don't have to really work that hard. One of my biggest, I guess, uh, one of the things I say most behind the chair to my clients is good hair shouldn't be hard.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. I love that.
0: And that doesn't necessarily mean that every person is going to be able to wake up and wash and go but it's our job as hairdressers to ask those open-ended questions and the correct questions to know what their skill level is with styling their hair and like you said their lifestyle are they waking up every morning two hours before they have to leave so that they can wash and blow out and curl and all of these things to their hair or do they wake up 45 minutes before they have to leave and they need something that they can wash it, let it air dry and it looks beautiful. Right. So, and then
1: another question is, do you want to be spending an hour on your hair? Exactly. What do you want? Yeah. And you should like the whole process and right. you should be like on the days you don't feel like doing it. You shouldn't have to, but it should still look good. Exactly. And the days that you really want to put a little extra, like those are the days that I put eyeliner on. I'm like, all right, eyeliner going on. I'm going to be a little extra. <laughs> Maybe add a
0: little <laughs> wing, make it a, a wing, send it out a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Alicia Dixon always says uh, you should cut the hair for when they don't style it.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's,
0: I keep that in my brain every time I'm doing my finishing with my dry cutting. I'm like Alicia says, cut it for when they don't style it. So make sure this isn't going to look bad,
1: right? Or if yeah. there's that weird little flip that, like, okay, I know I can round brush that under. Well, well, she's not going to round brush it under. So sure fix doesn't. it
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And when I when I have a client who comes in, and in the beginning. Um, something I really love to ask my clients is how has your hair been working for you? Right. Have you had any issues at all? Have there any been any annoyances? Because these are for my regulars that I cut their hair every four to six weeks or eight weeks. And then I, if someone says, Oh yeah, there was this flip. And I know, I know it's not because they were sleeping wrong. I know it's because i need to pay more attention there yeah i need to maybe do a little bit more texturizing and and lighten it up a little bit or or change the angle i mean there's so many different things you can look at when you're cutting hair it doesn't always have to be texturizing but absolutely for sure and it's always nice to be like let me know how it's working for you i'm really excited for this new hair journey and this new change in your life if uh sometimes there may be issues that come up just keep me in the loop on how it's working for you
0: So we've talked about, like, asking questions during your consultation. What do you, what are some questions that you ask when you are doing a, one of your thorough consultations?
1: Well, my questions are really important when I'm doing consultations, even for my regulars. And I think the communication goes right when they walk in the door. It's greeting them with a smile and eye contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, even before we start asking questions, I—I I don't know—and tell my clients who are listening right now, um, this is—I'm trying. I'm always trying to be a better <laughs> educator. This is what I strive for. So if this does not happen, you can call BS and um, hold her. Give me a talking to. Yeah, hold me too, combo Me too. Me too. But, um, These are things, techniques that I love. I don't like talking to my clients in the mirror. Meaning, I don't like standing behind them and like making eye contact through the mirror. Uh, that can be very intimidating for people at sometimes. Yes, yeah. So if I'm if I'm really trying to re- like get a very thorough consultation, I will usually pull up a chair and look at them at eye level, sit down with them. Yes. And and I also do not cape them right away because people feel vulnerable when that that cape goes on them. Right. I mean, we've all seen Floating the name. You know, we've all seen the memes of like the, I don't even know, it, you know, the memes where I feel like it's a lizard head or like a dog with bangs <laughs> or something. And people just feel so vulnerable with those capes. So I try not to throw the cape on them. I try and um, do the consultation before that happens and um, get my hands in the hair. And, um, so those are some techniques that I, I use before I even start asking questions before we get to the chair, I've already asked them how their day was. And we've been chatting and usually have a great conversation that I, I have to interrupt, which is not good communication, but sometimes you just got to get to business and I'll just say, let's talk hair. And that's how I start (laughs) like, all right, let's change the topic. We'll get back to this. Yeah. Um, and then I start asking, I say, all right, what are you liking about your hair and what do you want to change? And then I also want to get a feel for, uh, are you looking for a big change today or are you looking for maintenance, maintenance yeah, for your hair? For sure. And in those questions right there, I, that the clients can kind of like guide the rest.
0: Yeah. I, uh, the last thing I do is ask for photos. Mm, yep. That's the last thing that I do. I want yeah. as much information out of someone before I start looking at what they've been mm-hmm. looking at on Pinterest. And then once they show me four or five photos, and probably from your experience, you know this too, all of those photos are very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time. Mm-hmm. So trying
1: You're
0: like, oh. to decipher what they like from each of those photos and meshing the one it's uh uh-huh. it's easier if you can kind of start with those open-ended questions are you looking for a big change today or maybe just maintaining what you have
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then maintaining
1: what
0: you have commitment to the salon are you, do you want to be in the salon every four to six weeks or do you want to be in the salon every eight to 12 weeks?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That's really important to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you ask any other questions in that initial consultation?
0: I feel like you pretty much covered a lot of the ones that I ask. I like how you mentioned you don't throw the cape on them. Mm I, I, uh, to tack on to that I also never pick up a tool in a consultation mm-hmm. or like my shears or anything that yeah. suggests that I'm about to start doing your hair
1: mm-hmm.
0: I just and ask per and I always ask permission is it okay if I touch you
1: mm-hmm. oh that's yep
0: yeah. um that's good I feel yeah I feel like having that trust especially with a new client
1: i think that's something we take for granted we're so Mm -hmm. used to just touching people right away Mm -hmm. like right away like we're in the business of touching and it's not weird right (laughs) we're
0: in one of the only industries where you physically touch people
1: Mm yeah um getting back to the picture idea i really like to take their picture and i ask directly what is it that you like about this picture Mm-hmm. And I have like, I will zoom in cause you know, there's usually a million, not a million, but lots of different colors and like say it's a balayage.
0: Oh yeah. And you like
1: zoom in and you're like, all right, do you like this caramel color? Do you like the amount of rootiness at the front, at the top? Mm-hmm. And, and then I kind of, depending on who it is, if I know they're really like numbers oriented, like when you're looking at the balayage in the picture, sometimes I'll break it down into ratios. I was like, okay, so looking at this picture, you can see that on the top, it's about 50% her natural and 50% highlighted. And as we go to the next section, it's like, you know, it's 75 and 25. And then at the bottom, it's it's 100. Now, do you want to be more natural and scale it down to like 10% highlights? And then in the middle section, 20%. And then the ends, 30 or 40%. And usually when you when you can break it down in terms that they understand like percentages, it's better than being like, which sec, you know, you know what I mean? It's
0: because, right.
1: and we all see things differently when we look at a picture and that's the beautiful thing about hair. Cause it is arts. And when you look at a painting by, I don't even know, Picasso, It's mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one that came to my mind, everyone is going to feel a different way and see something differently. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna perceive color differently and they're gonna perceive shape differently. So it's so important to ask them, what are you seeing? And then like like you said, when they bring in like five different pictures, you can kind of find the commonality or then go back and forth. Because right. sometimes they're, they're looking at the, the cut Absolutely. and you say-
0: Or sometimes they're looking at a balayage and they're actually seeing just the the shade of blonde.
1: Hmm. or they're sometimes like, they're looking at the color. proportion yeah mm-hmm. yep and then it is also really important to talk about texture with your with your clients and and do it in a very sensitive way you don't want to be like well your hair sucks
0: right <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> but sometimes it is really important because no one's hair sucks it's it's our job to make everyone's hair wonderful and um everyone has like ups and downs with their hair not if no one has a perfect head of hair and so find those strengths in their hair and celebrate those with them and then it's also super important to um be real with them and be like okay well this client might have extensions in Mm -hmm. and we don't have you know if they don't want to spend the money and I don't I personally don't do extensions I know you do Mm mm-hmm Clap, clap, clap! Good job. <laughs> I loathe extensions, so I just don't do them. But um, maybe someday, maybe someday, I'll jump on that bandwagon. But it's important to talk to them about that. And um, and I also feel like hairdressers sometimes have a cop out during a consultation because they don't want to do the work.
0: Right. I, so, I I would I shamefully admit that I have. I have used that as a cop-out before.
1: Oh, those are clearly extensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: your hair. I just don't believe that this is going to work. I will say now I properly book my appointments and I don't do that anymore, but I have yep. done that in the past. And it's it's funny that you brought that, that up.
1: <laughs> but then, yeah, and then also like you be... said,
0: hair texture is super important because someone with Curly hair, like you, I wouldn't do use the same techniques on you as someone who has straight hair who curls their hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right on you, if I were to do a balayage it would definitely not look the same. It would,
1: right?
0: You would it have it would just look like roots
1: mm-hmm. because yeah. of
0: curls. So. Setting that expectation up as well. If hey, if you wear your hair naturally curly, maybe a traditional foiling highlight with a root smudge will work a little bit better, mm-hmm. so that you don't have black and blonde in your ponytail
1: when you don't curl it, right? Right. Um. It it is also important that you describe because. The, I know this is a podcast, you guys can't see my hair, but I have and so does Hunter. We both are blonde. Yes. <laughs> and my, blonde. yes. My hair is atoned toned by purple shampoo, and that's pretty much it. After I get it highlighted, I will put a glaze or a toner on it, just for that right. little extra cherry on top. But I'll go I'll go weeks without doing that. So at home. Oh, absolutely. At home I just use my purple shampoo. And people are like, I want your cool blonde. And you have to explain, well, we'll tone it today, but then it goes into the consultation with products used at right. home. Right.
0: You so, have to use the, these maintenance products. Every time I wash my hair or shampoo mm-hmm. my hair, I'm using this purple shampoo.
1: Yeah. Silver every Savior. Time. Silver Savior. I have like a humongous like liter of it. And
0: I, I just- <laughs> Every time that oh. uh, our beauty store has a leader sale, I go and steal a bunch mm-hmm. of silver saviors to
1: keep. I know. My my shower looks like a chronic like <laughs> MARF <laughs> genocide bad. happened every single day. It's just bad. My shower it's is so bad. Needs- yes. <laughs> Your well, nails are still... so
0: cute. Oh, thank you. I, she was sorry for you, no one can see these, but she has th- these beautiful autumnal nails that are <laughs> the most beautiful light khaki brown with a, a pumpkin orange, almost uh, muted orange accent finger, and it just how mm-hmm. so cute. <laughs> and I attracted.
1: My coworker, Hannah, and I were feeling inspired. Yeah? hmm
0: So you guys did but, those at work? You guys do nails at work?
1: Um, we do, yes, yes. We do gel nails. And we had a nail tech. She was amazing. Trisha, she actually just moved to Murfreesboro. Really? Is, yes, yes. She Trisha Smith, she's amazing, and I love her, and I miss her. She just moved a couple weeks ago. She does hair, but she's also super good at doing nails and she would do that poly gel that you would, it was like a gel that you would like pink down on the nail and like smooth out. And, uh, so now that she's gone, we're basic, we just are two like regular gel. I don't do nails. I mean, I can, if I have a regular who's like, do my nails, I, I can't say no, but, um, I'm not on my list. No one can book me with nails unless they like look me in the eyes and tell me I'm doing their nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I get that. I get that. I don't think that's something that I would, I would choose to do either.
1: <laughs> you know, everyone's not great delaxing. at it. No, I'm not. And I can, like I said, I can do the basic gel manicure, but if you ask me to do a design, you'll be disappointed.
0: Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. have... Some- Topics that were uh, asked of us from our listeners. And let's just hit those before we kind of close everything out. Um, The first one is parts and how they relate to face shape. How do you feel about the TikTok trend of is it no more middle parts or no more side parts?
1: it's no more side parts
0: i I forgot because i just thought that it was so so stupid to me i know
1: i know i it really frustrates me and i'm all about the trends and i think that it's okay to be trendy but it's not okay to be mean about people who are not on trend and let's be real like we're going to just talk about not a center part does not look good on everybody
0: no it
1: doesn't no not. So generally a center part, you can get away with doing a center part if you have like a round face or an oval face. If you have a really long face, a center part, you can work that out, but sometimes it will elongate your face. But if you have a really wide face, a center part doesn't always look good. But with that being said, I personally feel like you can pull off anything. If a center part is what you want to rock because it's on trend, do it. Absolutely. Do it. And if it doesn't if it's not the most flattering parts, who cares? If that's what you want to do, do it. Yes. And I agree with confidence you. Confidence is the most confidence is the most attractive thing when it comes to styling. So, do choose whatever part you want. But um, I would say that if you have more of a square face, a chisel face, a, a side part is actually going to accent your lines better. So go from a, t- a, if you have a very, very chiseled square face, like a technique, and I'm literally doing this in Zoom with, part, <laughs> with Hunter right now. Go from the side of your face and where your finger leaves, leaves your leaves the angle of your face that's where your part should start and that doesn't mean it has to go like that far back you can angle from the side to the center mm-hmm. that's that's one technique that i really love especially with curly hair because if you have a super side part one side of your hair is going to look massive
0: which oh, is and great it's so beautiful when you do it too
1: <laughs> i know I but if it. you want more of an like a full like
0: Some lioness full looking- oh
1: all right. Okay. So, all right, you guys, my earphones just were ripped from my head by my cat. So we're <laughs> back. We're rolling. I, we're talking about curly hair and parts. And one technique that I love is if I want to have like the center part vibe, but I don't want to have a center part I go from the side to the center. So from... I start the part at the side of my head and towards the apex of my head, it's in the center.
0: Like the very tippy top. A diagonal parting.
1: Yes. Bingo. Okay. That's the word. So, um...
0: This reminds me of that game we played in Vegas.
1: Oh my goodness. That was so fun. And also (laughs) brought so much anxiety. (laughs) Explain. How Explain.
0: explain? Oh, explain the game? So... We were in Vegas at a training for educators and we played this game which was all about communication and being able to explain something when someone can't see you. We were talking more about the digital age with Zoom education and things like that. It's important to use accurate verbiage to describe places on the head so that people can visualize what you're talking about. So Anna was putting her finger on her cheekbone and moving straight forward. And when her finger separated from her forehead, she went and parted her hair there all the way back diagonally to her apex of her head. And...
1: So if you guys can actually do that, please send us a picture via DM. Yes. And that means that we were able to describe it effectively.
0: Boom. <laughs> and that was, the, that was the challenge. We were in groups of two. One person was looking at a mannequin and one person was sectioning the mannequin. And the person sectioning the mannequin couldn't see what they were supposed to be sectioning.
1: Yeah, they couldn't see the benchmark. Right. And so you had to describe it to them.
0: Yes. And it was, <laughs> it was so much fun, but yes. It
1: was so fun.
0: It was when there's a time limit on things, I go, I go blank sometimes.
1: hmm Um, getting back to parts, because one thing that I really love the idea of anywhere your part is, that's where your eye is going to be drawn. hmm So if you want to draw attention to someone's beautiful, beautiful eyes a good trick is going right from their iris straight up. Mm-hmm. And that's always a very, very flattering part, whether it be right or left. Mm-hmm. And I quite often coach my clients to change up their parts because that's going to give their hair volume. It's also going to give the hair that's constantly exposed to the elements a break yeah. and kind of confuse the base of the hair so you get that nice lift and bounce and volume if that's what they want.
0: Yeah and it's good to change it up too sometimes from the constant parting in the same spot over a long period of time the hair kind of thins out at the part line.
1: A little bit of alopecia.
0: A little bit of alopecia there so switching it up to the other side sometimes gives that hair some time to rest
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so that you're not constantly touching it right there and pushing it to the side and all of those things
1: Mm -hmm. anything else you want to add about parts
0: Uh, parts related to face shape I another method that I've used in the past is the arch of the brow Mm -hmm. for the side part it's a uh, like 2000s early 2000s deep side parts whenever I have a couple of clients that still use their the arch of their eyebrow to go
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's almost at the height of the parietal ridge there
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: part yeah. over
1: I have some clients who are super, super picky about their part and they'll literally be like, give me that comb and they'll part their hair themselves. Oh,
0: I have and then, clients that I just hand the comb to.
1: I yep, say here. Exactly. <laughs> and then I have clients who are like, I don't know. That looks about right.
0: Yeah. Or just wherever it falls.
1: <laughs> exactly. And usually that's a good way of finding it is by wetting the hair, combing it all back and then just kind of shaking it a little <laughs> bit and seeing where... Or pay attention to where it is when they walk in. That's another good indicator.
0: Oh, I always forget. There's a 10 out of 10 chance that I will forget what their hair looked like when they walked in.
1: I like, this is so funny. I try and do this. I see someone's hair where it's parting and then I do like a little, like a little hand movement in the direction that it's going. So I remember because Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll start by shampooing and then after the shampoo, I'm like, dang it, where was it? But if I did like a little hand gesture from like... To the right, moving my hand. To the <gasps> third, then I'll remember. So, yeah. um, <laughs> well, it
0: helps you're coloring the hair because you color to the part line. Mm,
1: absolutely, yeah. But
0: when it's just a haircut and you're trying to remember where they part, I can do your hair for five years, and I can guarantee you, I'll still ask you. Mm-hmm. As, speaking of questions, that's my favorite question. Who do we? Who do you want to be today? What side of the hair head do you part on today? (laughs) Acting like I didn't just forget where they part their hair.
1: Right? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Ah.
0: So, what about styling hair accessories like scarves, bows, clips, things like that? Well, the clips are use tons of hair accessories in my hair. You've I could you can't see I, if for those of you not <laughs> able to see me I have very short hair. I do not use accessories in my hair. So take it away, Anna.
1: <laughs> okay, so I am loving the old clip tr- like the clip trend, like those big chunky clips from like yes. the 90s. Yeah. I am all about it. It's super low-maintenance, and ev- all of our listeners should know that I am a very, very... Personally, I'm a very low-maintenance styler. Mm. So I love the clips. And I love accessorizing because then that's less I have to do. And it...
0: She's <laughs> <You're such laughs> so also- passionate, people.
1: Oh, yes. I also love scarves. I love, like, including them into my just wrapping around my ponytail and letting it be like cute and bouncy. Mm-hmm.
0: Have or, it, I feel like I've seen you braid a scarf into your hair once.
1: Yes. Yes. I have done that a couple times. I love braiding the scarves into my hair and it, and then you can just like kind of fluff it up mm-hmm. and people are always like, Oh my gosh, your hair is so cute. I'm like, thanks. It took me like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bose, personally, I'm not a big fan of, but um, you know what? You don't Whenever like
0: JoJo
1: with boat, her bobos?
0: JoJo. JoJo Siwa with her bobos.
1: I know. I do not have children, and I don't have any nieces that are that age. So JoJo Siwa has been, I've been told by a couple of my my clients the craze of JoJo.
0: Yes. JoJo with her bobos. I think she's grown out of that phase though. I don't obviously I don't keep up with JoJo, but she did have <laughs> Bobos.
1: Jojo Bose. with your bobos.
0: Just Bows. She had Bows.
1: Did she say Bobos?
0: I don't know, but I kept saying it. I was annoyed by myself <laughs> saying it. <laughs> it said Bows. Okay, so you're not a super huge fan of Bows. I like Are, are you I a feel, fan of Bows? Nah. I mean, I don't I don't have a preference. I don't.
1: It's just unless it's they're like cute and little
0: girls and like little
1: girls. Yes, I little think. girls. Wear those bows. Adult women. You know what? If you love the bow, if wear If you the wanna
0: bow. wear a bow as an adult woman, I think you can. I think that is allowed. I'm just not my personal preference, I think, no. for adults.
1: And but I guarantee the bow will come back and we'll be eating these words.
0: Oh, for sure. They're gonna like tweet this Clip this audio file. <laughs> <clears throat> we're <laughs> we're so famous. They're gonna tweet our audio files. <laughs> but uh, I've been seeing these, like, I would say, like, I don't know how to describe this. Really thick, chunky barrettes that are like tortoise shell, like the glasses. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You, do you, are you feeling the vibe?
1: Yes. They're not clips. They're like actual clip-in barrettes.
0: Yes. But they're chunky and plastic. And they're just cute to like add on top of a ponytail or like clip up the back of your head. They're not a banana yeah. clip. They're definitely a barrette. But they're the type of barrette that has the metal with the two clasps.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Are,
1: those are coming back. And I like them too. I honestly anything that's different and if if Bo is different then do it. But I like those brettes that you're talking about. I've mm-hmm. seen them. Oh, and the and butterfly
0: clips are coming the back. The
1: butterfly clips and let's be real, I did just go back to my parents' house and raid my mom's <gasps> like she just she keeps everything. So there's a drawer of like clips that I used as a child. So yeah. I'm like this is back in this is back in. I'm taking that And I'm taking this choker, (laughs) beaded, it's a beaded choker. I'm like, this is so cool. It's back. And you remember the
0: headbands? I don't know if you ever The zigzag ones? Well, yeah, those. But also there were headbands with clips on the headband. So you would like put the headband past your hairline and then take the hair in front of the hairband and twist it and clip it in each of those are
1: the butterfly clips.
0: Yes, it was the same look, but it was on a headband versus the individual clips.
1: Oh, I never saw the headband, but it sounds cool. Mm
0: -hmm. My mom used to make them. She was a DIY queen.
1: Wow. She used to make and that was probably in like the early 2000s or 90s
0: oh yeah for sure early 2000s she was
1: definitely before her time yeah <laughs> <with>
0: making- <laughs> she would take like banana clips and put like ribbons and lace mm, and beautiful make really beautiful banana clips that she would put in her hair and she sold them in the salon it was so cute
1: wow Yeah, that's amazing. I that's that one thing I love about accessories is that you can really get creative and artistic with it,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you you can find a bunch of cool ones on Etsy. And I love accessorizing, especially if you have dark hair and you're doing an updo. I love accessorizing because it really adds that detail, and you can see you can see if like for instance, if you're braiding really really dark hair, it. From distance it kind of just looks like a blob you right. know what I mean
0: why not like but add it, a chain to it
1: add a chain or a ribbon or add some mm-hmm. flowers or I, I'm in love with the flower trend the flower crowns I still am in yeah. love with flower crowns I
0: foresee we just got like the high, high school prom schedules for around our area and I foresee baby's breath this year oh, really? I first, really I I think it's gonna like flowers of some sort in the hair for I feel
1: like baby's breath was like trending in 2012 but maybe it's right? been that long I feel it's like a it circling. was
0: early 2000s
1: maybe yeah maybe maybe just where I was never mind, never mind. anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> I love flowers I'm in love with flowers. I'm in love with anything. I love accessories.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Anna, this has been a great episode. Uh, We would like from you guys to know, what is your favorite hair accessory? Leave a comment on our YouTube video or a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or even send us a DM on Instagram at Breakroom Pod. We want to thank you so much for listening to another episode of Breakroom Banter, a hairstylist adjacent podcast. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, leave us a five star review. Let us know what you want to hear. And if you're listening on YouTube, leave us a comment and tell us your favorite hair accessory. I'm Hairix Hunter on Instagram, and my lovely co-host Instagram is.
1: Anna.shr 8 care <laughs> and this
0: has been break room banter see you next week bye
1: bye